date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Are you dating your way or God's way? I'm not dating at all. I'm not dating at all. Carrie Ann, you got to speak into the mic. (laughs) Tell everybody, well, I'm not dating at all. (laughs) She said that under her breath. Under her breath. (laughs) But I'm bringing it out to the world. Oh, okay. So we have a guest today. So exciting. So exciting. We have Carrie Ann Spears. She is a fellow admin for the Date with Confidence LDS Singles 31 Plus group on Facebook. And well, she, she's our friend. And she's our friend. And she brought up a really good point, and we wanted to talk about it. And it's really the eternal perspective. Are we dating with the eternal perspective in mind? So are we dating our way? Or are we dating God's way? I remember this reminds me of when my kids were little. Little, You can do this the happy way or you can do this it's the sad, sad way. way. <laughs> and that doesn't mean there's not going to be any struggle. That's, okay. That's true. So we've all three of us brought our own thoughts and some of our own quotes. So not our own quotes, but other quotes from other people that we found. And we're going to start with this one from Andrea Lee. Without an eternal perspective, we misinterpret the details of our lives. Here's how that happens. We see anything that hinders our comfort and convenience in the present as a nuisance or even an enemy. We despair over lost opportunities and frantically clamor for relational and physical fulfillment. Everyone seeks satisfaction for the infinite longings of their hearts, the infinite longings of their hearts, by forcing, demanding, and manipulating their way through lives. We misinterpret and reject hardship of all kinds because we don't have an internal view of God's eternal picture. But having an eternal perspective reorients you With a gaze at eternity and on our eternal God, there is peace and even joy in suffering. That's a long quote, but I feel like it was... It's good. It's really kind of hits it right on the head. Yeah. Well, we are not without suffering. This is part of our our life's challenges and what we accepted in the pre-existence. And in all honesty... How often are we grateful for those things? I'm never really very happy to go through hard things, but you can't avoid them because we're human. We're mortal. It's part of the plan. It's part of the plan and part of what we're supposed to be grateful for, those hard times, even though it's hard. It's growth. Yeah. And that's the the gospel plan. We have to grow. In a nutshell, it's growth. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Growing pains when you're a child are all physical, but when you're an adult, those growing pains are trials, hardships, yes, difficult things. It mm. is true. Kirian, I think you had a quote. I did. Um, it is extremely important that we do not make decisions of eternal value from the perspective of mortality. For decisions that affect eternity, having a gospel perspective is essential. Not having an eternal perspective or losing it can lead us to have an earthly perspective as our personal standard and to make decisions that are not in harmony with the will of God. And my first thought when I read that was like, it, to me, it just talks, that's a, that's a lot of, that's porn. What? <laughs> <You're>, 
please explain, because I'm thinking okay. you're talking about the paragraph you just read as porn. No? Okay, so no, the paragraph <laughs> isn't uh, porn, but when we don't have an eternal perspective, when we have a need for immediate gratification, um, and we lose our eternal perspective, then we have an earthly perspective. And what is that earthly perspective? That's immediate gratification. Yes. And so I immediately start. I immediately start thinking <laughs> porn. Like that's what we use porn for: immediate gratification because it's an earthly perspective, and it is losing that eternal perspective. Yeah, mm. I think of food. We do a lot of things for instant gratification. Yeah, you know, food. Uh, porn is a good one, but yeah, we do food. Maybe we do social uh, media. Yes, the, um, we we've we're we're consistently and regularly barraged by um, a, a world that knows how to give us an uh, an immediate gratification, and so everywhere we are surrounded with the potential to go down that rabbit hole. Oh yeah, oh for sure, breaking the law of chastity. You yes, know, instant gratification. You know, without really thinking of the, you know, the outcome later, the consequences later. That eternal, the eternal consequences, they yeah. follow us. They do, know. they do follow us. And, you know, and maybe you guys can give me some perspective on this as well. But it's interesting because you were talking about sexual gratification. And it's interesting because I've, I've observed that those in the singles world that give into that tend to seem to have more problems they tend to to have more struggles um getting in Sharon give me a perspective on this but they just it just seems like it brings a lot of maybe not obvious struggles but it does seem like it brings more struggles it destroys connection um so you mean like once they do that I feel like once somebody breaks the law of chastity, they go down. A de- there's a downhill spiral. Is this what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, that's part of what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it, it's almost like it. It's not just with the you know the actual act, but but maybe the maybe struggling just to get their feedback on the ground on the path to eternal life. It just seems to me that that's... yeah. Well, that I mean, I'm that's that's a big one. You know, that's. You know, especially for the singles world, that is the big one, you know, that we we're all trying to avoid. And and I feel like, you know, in any in any situation, once you start going down the wrong path, it's just easy to make more and more and more mistakes. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. It just kind of clouds your view. Yeah. And I guess I've observed that in people. So like, not that I'm privy this, to so this, this and ev- with everyone right. that I know necessarily. Right. <laughs> it's not like I can see if that's happened or anything. And I don't, I don't, I'm not making any judgments because I know that it's such a, I have a lot of empathy. I mean, it's hard. It's just really, well, really hard. Well, we've all been intimate and, you know, if we've been divorced or widowed or whatever, we've all been intimate. And so that's, that's a hard thing not to go to because, right. you know, when we're married, we, we can go to intimacy for comfort. We can go to intimacy for fun. We can go to intimacy for a lot of different things, right. you know, for connection. And so it's like, oh, I, how do we do that? Right. You know? Right. And I, I and, and again, I'm, I don't say this as a form of judgment. I have a lot of empathy for this aspect of what we're all going through, but I, I've just observed that it seems like it just becomes more challenging after that happens when you have, have had that is eternal perspective and you do know what the law of chastity is. And then you, of course you can repent and all of that, 
it just seems like a harder road. Right. Well, and I think repenting is hard. I think having, yeah. you know, to go, you know, to the bishop and, and go through that process is that's not a great thought. I mean, I think that's kept me morally clean. Right, right. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, the, is, that is one of the things. It's like, I, I am not going to my bishop. I, I, I am not you know, going to my and, bishop. <laughs> and I had a guy friend um, describe a couple girls as the bishop's office. Boy, she could be the bishop's office. You know, um, just the what attraction. Just the attraction. So oh, wild. oh, that it could or, be their you know, downfall. Yes, oh. it could be their downfall. And he's like, yeah, you know, remember that girl, the bishop's <laughs> office? And I like, he referred to her as that, you know. And, uh, you know, just a really good physical connection. And I thought that was really funny that but, is funny you know I picture this walk of shame and I'm like okay <laughs> no, I just, let's not go there you know, let's not go there <laughs> I don't want to go there all right so um should we talk about some different aspects of the world's way versus maybe heavenly father's way I would love to so Carrie Ann forwarded me this awesome article by Kimberly Reed and so we're going to use that Thank you, Kimberly, for <laughs> the article, because it was, she really did talk about it, the world's way and then Heavenly Father's way. So the first one was, um, the world's way would be marry according to my timetable. And the Lord's way would be to learn patience for his timetable. And I always go back to the plan because I strongly believe we all made the plan with Heavenly Father, or he had it written out and he gave us the plan. Like we have individual plans. You know, yes, each individual yes. to each uh, to ourselves. And so this is, I, I always go back to this, you know, because had I married 10 years ago, you know, I had been, I've been proposed to a couple times to men that I never would have married, which is fine. But had I done that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And I feel like what I'm doing today is my plan. And yeah, so we yeah. have to rely on the Lord's time. And she talked about, you know, what we do while we wait. Well, and I want to look at this, you know, so my, my sister, my twin sister wasn't married until she was 38. She was never able to have kids. And it was so painful for her, that whole thing. And she has in her patriarchal blessing that she will be a mother in Zion. She has now passed away. She never had kids in this life. And I think we need to expand what this life is because this life is from birth to the resurrection. It yes. is not until death. Death is becoming, I well, I think death is, it's a shadow. It's it's a it's a veil that we're that we move it's a through. Transition. It's a transition, and so she will be a mother in Zion. It didn't happen while she was in the physical form here, but it will happen between now and the resurrection. You know, segueing from that, I think another important thing that we have talked about is um, we talked about marrying for potential. And um, I know this seems like a really weird connection here, but marrying for potential versus marrying for now. Um, when we're talking about dating and the eternal perspective, it is hard to remember that both of those things, we have to hold them at the same time. So when you're talking about your sister and those things didn't happen for her um, in the pre-death mortality. Pre-death mortality, yes. <laughs> um, it's hard when you're when you're thinking about dating, about having that eternal perspective without knowing now. 
Yes. And um, when when we're dating, we can't just look at the potential for what they could be, because could is a great word. <laughs> we could be all sorts of things, we but could, could doesn't mean will. And we also need to keep in mind the now, who we are now versus who we are in the future are both things that are important, which is why, why this, this which is why I like this topic. Yeah. <laughs> so you, both important. so you're talking about, um, I'm not sure I understand what you, what you just said. Okay. Let's see. So what I'm saying is, um, the topic is which way are we dating? Like, are, are we dating for now or are we dating for eternity? Um, like, so, and you talked about, not dating someone for who they could be right for their potential who you think they could you be. think yes. they could be so we were talking so we when Carrie Ann was talking about we had this discussion that was before we started uh-huh. recording but so we were talking about that you should not date one someone for their potential but also we need to keep in mind that they do have potential and we want to look past some of those things Right. You were talking about wanting to look past some of the things that might not look the way you want them to today. Which is the next subject. (laughs) I'm so good at this. Which I know. I'm like, thank you for the segue. (laughs) I don't Um, have your paper and I just segue right into it. I know she doesn't. Um, The world's way. Focus on physical attraction. The Lord's way. Discern lasting qualities. So I just have to, I just have to keep the microphone and say, I had a guy friend who referred to attraction and he talked about office pretty hmm and I was like you're gonna have to explain that one he goes so and he goes I just did he goes I call it that because there was a lady in our office and the more and more I got to know her the prettier she became huh interesting and so I like um discern lasting qualities um, I'm going to say my very favorite boyfriend in high school, I think I've talked about this before, was probably the least good looking. He was a Texan. He would talk to anybody. He was super friendly. He was super charming. And I remember him trying to win my heart. And I was very hesitant based on his physical appearance. But let me tell you, that boy worn me, wore me down. <laughs> and literally to this day, I would say he was my very favorite boyfriend. He was so much fun. He was romantic. He was sweet. We had all sorts of fun together. And if I had just based it on the initial um, attraction, which there wasn't much at the time, I would have missed out on this wonderful opportunity to have had this great boyfriend in high school. I love that. That's a great example. That's a really good example. What have you seen, Carrie Ann? So one of the reasons that... um, I asked you guys to talk about this was because I got really frustrated with um, a post that was put in um, the group that we run um, by somebody who has some physical limitations. And they felt that they were being overlooked because of them. Now, when when I look at, at this person's posts and the things that they are doing, I don't see the physical limitations. Um, but it obviously upsets, well, I don't know if it upsets, but it it precludes them from being in other people's dating pool. And they were hurt by this. And the comments that I saw and uh, further um, posts that were made about this were really saying that 
people who have these limitations just need to accept that they aren't going to be in other people's dating pool. And I was like, how short-sighted, how short-sighted of these people to not see her potential, what she will be like in eternity. In eternity, um, this physical limitation is not going to be an issue. Right. And so why are they being punished now for something that is so irrelevant long term? Every time she talks about not being um, dateable, I'm often very shocked because she's out hiking, she's out sailing, she's out doing all these things. Um, but for people who do have limitations, I know where we have social media now and Facebook groups, I encourage them to find a group with people who are similar to them or similar to their limitations and see if they can find somebody there. But, um, yeah, I think you, you take the good with the bad anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, I, I would shy away from someone like, let's say that was bipolar, but that's uh, a little different. (laughs) Well, okay. But I know a couple in my last neighborhood, he is bipolar. She is a quirky optimist He takes his meds, they monitor his meds, they have a fantastic marriage, they have a great partnership. Um, Sometimes his anxiety, he leaves her by herself at church or in big parties, but otherwise they live a really normal life because they work together as a team. So I would shy away from that based on a bad experience with that, but I don't encourage everybody else to shy away from that. I encourage people to take a lot of extra time in the dating situation to make sure this is a manageable situation. Right, right. You know? Everybody has how they choose to handle whatever physical limitations or emotional limitations they may have on this planet is that that's agency. And so to watch and observe and to spend time with these people is to give give it a shot and to say, well, maybe, maybe this would work. So when you said give it a shot, um, uh, that really brings into, again, um, the, the world's way versus... Um, versus the eternal way. So the world's way, what does the world have us do right now? Right now it has us looking at a person and flicking. Immediately, immediately. Swiping. Swiping is a better word, yes. Flicking. So, flicking. flicking. <laughs> She's from Ireland. She's from Ireland. She likes to flick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you're making that determination based on what somebody looks like before you even get to know them. Um, and I see that a lot in, in, in groups. Now, to be totally clear here, I am obese, and so I do often feel like I am overlooked. It doesn't bother me right now. At, at some point, it probably will bother me. But right now, I'm in a space where I really like myself, so I don't care that other people don't like me. <laughs> um, Which is a lovely, lovely quality. It is a really great super, place to be in. <laughs> super great. But when you feel like you're being overlooked because people don't even give you the time to get to know you because of what you look like, then, you know it's a really sad place for us all to be. You know, when when 
when we are going on a date, we should be looking for these eternal qualities, qualities that matter. You know, um, I, I, I don't think that I can give a rundown of what those are, and they're probably very individual, but faith would be a huge one. How you treat others. Like, there are so many better things to judge a person on than right. by how they look. Looks definitely do play into it. But when, we, when you spoke about um, the... What did you call her? She was uh, office pretty. Yes. Office pretty. <laughs> because people do get better looking the more you get to know them because their personality shines. Or worse looking, <laughs> depending true. on yeah, the personality. True. Yeah, you can get an aversion to someone if they show up and they're not very kind or they, you know, there's something that's characteristically is, is um, causing problems for you yeah, or for other people. Yeah, super negative people that suck the life out of you can yeah, suddenly become. Really. And, and I just want to clarify, this guy did not use the word office pretty in any demeaning kind of way. He just used it to kind of prove a point, you know, because that's how he kind of referred to women. Right. Um, because it does sound a little demeaning. <laughs> She's yeah. office pretty, you know. But I have met people who have gotten, you know, way better looking. It's like they're super cool. But something I do hate about social media and online dating is the the visual part of it. Because when you're in person and you can catch somebody's energy. It's different. It is different. It's like that is a cool chick. And I also want to cool say guy. here, I also want to say here, I think absolutely keeping the eternal perspective is doing what we need to do to have the spirit with us. And, you know, when you were talking about swiping or flicking <laughs> the Irish way flicking <laughs> um, um, sometimes it is you know for me sometimes it's been immediate there's a, I can see a darkness or I can I have the gift of discernment and I don't always go by that I try to have other information as well but definitely keeping the eternal perspective maybe the man that I'm gonna marry is gonna be maybe um have some physical impairment or something that I wouldn't have necessarily thought of. But if the spirit's prompting me to connect with him, let's follow that. Am I segueing? You are segueing. I'm segueing right into the next topic. You are on today. (laughs) I am on today. (laughs) So I just think that's super important that to not be led down just your way, the world's way, the gratification gratification way which is so easy to get caught up in we have to be investing in our spiritual life for sure the next one would be the world's way making decisions based on emotions or intellect or the lord's way relying on the spirit as impressed on the mind and the heart so kimberly actually i love how you just said that all um peggy kimberly talked about um making the choice and then taking it to heavenly father One of her examples in the stories was that this man had made the choice to marry this person and then, you know, took it to Heavenly Father and felt impressed to go forward with it. Right. And I think that is an important thing to do, you know, because... Because agency is really, really, I mean, it's, it's alive and well in God's kingdom. Yes. He wants us to choose. Yeah, you know, we need to make the choice, but then, you know, passing it by him is not a bad idea. Right. I, I have to insert something here because sometimes um, 
if we if sometimes we need a little more information before we make the choice, I think. Yes. And so sometimes I'll pray for further light and knowledge about yes. the situation. For sure. Or, you know, I mean, you don't need to take all emotion and intellect out of it. But when you're basing it on what exactly you want versus what Heavenly Father may want, it all goes back to me to the plan. Yeah. What's your plan? Which we you know, don't know always. Well, you know, Father knows it. But he does know, and it's his timing. And, you know, just saying, you know, yes, I'm emotionally attached to this person, or it makes sense in my head, that isn't always the way it should work. You know, we do need a spiritual connection. We do need a spiritual connection. Confirmation. To, uh, to Heavenly Father and the person. Yeah. As well. And, you know, I, also I think when we're considering somebody, where are they going to take you spiritually? Absolutely. You know, it's like, are are you in line with them spiritually? I love that. I think that's super important. Because that's part of the compatibility thing. When I talk about, you know, being compatible before we start smooching, you know, having having things in common before we start doing that, spirituality needs to be there. You kind of need to be going the same direction spiritually. Yes, I think so. And not relying on somebody else's spirituality to to get there, <laughs> you know, to get you right, there right. as well. We have to be solid in, in and of ourselves. Yes. So thank you for the segue. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, the next one is super important. This is one of my soapboxes. I talk about it in every, in every conference, <laughs> every conference I go to and every conference workshop. Um, the world's way is finding someone who fills my needs and the Lord's way would become selfless in service. But my soapbox is getting yourself in a place that you're filling your own needs. Right. If you're filling your own needs, you are not looking for someone to fill them. You're not putting yourself out there in any kind of desperate way at all. You are not needy. No one's going to call you needy if all your needs are already met, if you're meeting them all yourself. And so... And- yeah, the basic needs, the things that you need in order to feel good and happy and confidence, confident on your own. Right. You know, but that includes, you know, I make I make a big pie graph. <laughs> pie graph. And, uh, that includes your fun. That includes right. your job. That includes your relationship with your children. Yeah. That includes your self-care. Yes. And your spirituality. And he talked about service. Service is super important. And in a good relationship, you both should be trying to outserve each other. Honestly. So one thing that I have learned, um, one thing that I ha- have learned is that when we talk about, is our lamp full? Um, You're talking about the oil lamp and the parable yes. of the ten virgins. Right. Okay. If our lamp is empty, we cannot give to other people. And I have definitely seen people try and serve others where they are empty And when you are empty, it might feel good because you are distracting yourself from the work that you need to do. But you do have an obligation to continue working on yourself. You can't just serve when you are empty. I love that because sometimes we get confused and think it's going to solve all all of our problems if we go out and serve other people. But that can be a way to avoid actually doing the work we need to do. And it can be a way to unhealthily fill our bucket you know, and feel loved rather than really loving ourselves truly without having to have that, you know, that, that 
everybody says I'm so giving or whatever it right, is, right? Right. All the validation. All the validation or all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But on a on a one-on-one with a relationship, a one-on-one relationship, I love what you said, Carrie Ann, because your bucket does have to be full to be able to give to somebody else fully, right. you know, and to be able to, to fully serve them and not just do it for the recognition or the right. validation or, right. or, or whatever that is. And we got, we have to remember too, there are going to be bad days for everybody. There are going to be days when you need support. There are going to be days, there's always that, but we're not, ta- we're not talking about those kinds of things. We're talking about generally speaking, your bucket needs to be full. You need to have taken care of yourself oh, in order sure. to be in a re- healthy relationship. For sure. So, Carrie Ann, is there anything else that we need to discuss? Have we talked about most of the topics that you, that your vision had for this? Um, yeah, I think that we have. I, I think that the one thing maybe we didn't talk a lot about was um, how to foster an eternal perspective. Yeah, you know what? I was just thinking. I, um, I one of the articles I found was Sister Bingham talks about this, um, Jean B. Bingham at a BYU devotional. She said there's five keys for keeping an eternal perspective. Is that kind of what you were thinking of, those kinds of things? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to have an eternal perspective in dating, and we've talked, I think we've covered a lot of the good topics, but if we don't know how to, then maybe we can't. Well, how do you keep an internal perspective? She, she's, I'm going to just name these, and these are all very much what you've heard before, but knowledge of the and faith in God's plan, right? Which you've, right. we've already talked about. Trust and confidence in Jesus Christ and his atonement, which, you know, is a lot of faith. Planning, planning. So making sure we're prepared, do the things we need to do, growing physically, spiritually, all those, you know, doing those prioritizing those things that are important and acting in faith. Those are the five things she said. What, what are your so thoughts? So I love the planning. The planning to me means bolstering ourselves up. Right. To me, you know, like really preparing ourselves, um, you know, going a little bit extra to, you know, to really fully understand and grasp the whole, you know, concept. It's like we are going to plan this eternal <laughs> relationship, you know, I really liked, I liked that she said planning. Yes. So Carrie Ann, did you have anything to add to that? No, not at all. So I, you know, it's kind of like the regular gospel answers, right? How do we do this? We live the gospel of Jesus Christ. We, we, we daily invest in our spiritual life and daily increase our faith. And because that is the eternal perspective, if we just feed the physical and this mortal world, you know, what we're here, just the, the immediate gratification, all of that, we have to be stretching ourselves spiritually and have the spirit with us. Right. And, you know, I mean, let's talk about our muscles for a second. How do we build our muscles? What right. do we do? We stretch them, right? We work them and we need to be building our spiritual muscles as well. You know, just going a little further. Right. Yeah. And having faith, really, the, they, they've talked about faith a lot. We've talked about faith a lot. You know, really, what's, what's in the plan? Because we don't know what we sat and talked to Heavenly Father about, right. you know, until we're probably in the middle of it. And it's like, oh, th- right. this is part of the plan. I right. know this is part of the plan. Right. Yes. And so sp- spending time to build up treasures in heaven. 
is one way to put it. You there know? you go. Spending time to build up our treasures in heaven. And um, I know it takes a ton of patience, don't you? Isn't that, there's just so much patience on this journey. I think for anyone on the planet, because that's kind of the plan, but this this patience in waiting for what feels like what our eternity is supposed to be, which is having an eternal family, an eternal companion. Um, I think that that we have to take some breaths, take some steps back, refocus, like I was talking about in the beginning. Um, well, we have all sorts of examples in the scriptures of people who had to wait. Right. And, you know, you know, Nephi and his family, they had to wait. They're waiting for the promised land. I mean, when you think about it, and they had no idea how long they were going to wait. And then in the end, what did they do? They lived after the manner of happiness. Yeah. You know, and something we also can learn from that is, you know, Nephi stayed faithful. If you look at anybody who had to wait, Joseph waited in jail. And I love Joseph because he practiced his purpose and his talents and his plan in jail. He's interpreting dreams in jail. And I love him for that. Um, But in the end, he became a leader. You know, and he saved Egypt. There's, you know, the waiting part is is hard, but it's part of the growth. It's it is. It's part of the growth, but but we have we have a time and a place for all of those all of those things that are being nurtured within us will come to fruition. Will come about just like you're talking about with Joseph. Um, well, one thing that we talked about earlier was the paradoxes in, in, in the gospel and in life. And while we're waiting, we also have to remember that in answer to the question posed in Tangled, when will my life begin? It's mm. already started. Right. It's already started. We go, right. We've got to live as well. Yes. And you know what? Part of that is uh, that brings to mind perspective as we're talking about this, what's your perspective? It's like I go back to the quote from the very beginning, without an eternal perspective, we misinterpret the details of our lives. How many times have we told a story that's incorrect, you know, about what's happening or about what God thinks about us or about what other people think oh, about us? The and stories in our head can we, really yeah, destroy really us. Yeah, really mess with us. Yes. So misinterpreting the details of our lives is a big one as we try and move forward with peace and joy. Peace and joy. There it yeah. is. Yeah. Right there. Well, thank you, Carrie Ann. Thanks yes, for coming and joining so us. We're so glad you, you were able to be on our podcast today. It's been great to see a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> it's really exciting, isn't it? <laughs> All right, you guys, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.